I'm Scott Blackman getting through this in Brooklyn, New York, where I saw Hamilton on Broadway last night. And it only cost $6.99. And I had a great view. You know, as the Times Review noted, it was like going back to 1976, check that, 1776 and 2016 at the same time. Maybe there was a little 1976 inadvertently there too, but it was a great show, very powerful. And my takeaway, one of them is I feel especially relieved that we don't have duels anymore. We just write mean tweets. And now let's go to Los Angeles, California, the Pacific Palisades, where our Broadway correspondent, Tom Saunders is standing by. Tom? <laughs> I didn't realize I was the Broadway correspondent until <laughs> just now. So it's a very exciting promotion and I feel very humbled and <clears throat> and, and I'm determined to, to make good on, on this uh, 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 new task that you've given me. Uh, I will say this, um, just so that our listeners might not be confused, um, you say that you're in Brooklyn, Scotty, uh, and that you saw Hamilton for the very low, low price of six ninety nine, not even seven dollars, but six dollars and ninety nine cents. Yes. Um, what what you didn't say, but I think uh, our, uh, our astute listeners may have figured out is that you saw this on the television set or on your computer screen. Uh, exactly. You didn't, uh, you didn't actually yes. have to leave your home to, to, to well, see this not or, only, or go to a, a, a theater in Brooklyn, which. Happened. Well, there's many possibilities. Number one, as you know, uh, as our listeners know, there are no theaters functioning and certainly, sadly, not Broadway until next year. And so that was impossible. Also, impossible. had I had the privilege of going to the theater, I would be paying at a minimum of $250. So what I did was you're right, Tommy. I signed up for Disney Plus for six ninety nine, and yes, I could say seven, but I prefer six ninety nine. No, it's you know basis. why should why should uh, why should they get your penny? No, you right, get that and, penny. No, and I used to write ads for Macy's, and sale nine ninety nine was the big thing I wrote. So the ninety nine was very important in the retail advertising world. Oh but yeah, it's always been a very very important number in 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 marketing in general. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. What would we do without the number ninety nine? Uh, it would hurt our economy. It if would. Ever, and that, if anybody's yeah. ever anybody who's ever tried to get rid of the number ninety nine, they got sh get shot down by the powers that be. Well, it would hurt, as you say, it would hurt the economy. Yeah, $7. because everything is 1999. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously you don't want it to be $20. Who's going to buy something for $20? But 1999. Yeah, you got steal. my attention. No, and I'm that way even now for my online purchases. And uh, But I did watch it on a large TV. Right. So not been my own 32-inch, uh, which in the old days, that seemed gigantic. A 32-inch flat screen. That's almost oh. like a computer screen now. Uh, but my sister and brother-in-law have a, like a 50, one of those 50 inch ones. So we watched on that and it was, uh, and, and they they live in your house. So, yeah, up, well, it's their house too. Uh, it'd yeah. be funny if they sort of squatters, but no, they do. Uh, uh we all live together as they're upstairs. I'm downstairs. Uh, and they have a bigger television. Right. So, uh, well, the reason I wanted to clarify that, that, that you would be watching it for six ninety nine, uh, a, a, a famous Broadway musical, e even though the theaters are dark. As yeah. we say in show business, yeah. uh, that uh, um, but people are going to be listening to this because of the it, because it um, oh they're going to be listening to these podcasts these very podcasts a thousand years from now yeah why why is this Scotty it's because 
these podcasts took place in one of the most amazing times in, in human history. And people were just going to study how we got through this pandemic. And, and, and this is one way we saw Broadway musicals for $6.99 in the comfort and safety of yours and your sister's home. Well, exactly. And that's, a, that's, a, that's a real story. That's, that really happened. Well, because we don't have as many stories from 1918 about what people did. Of course, they had less options. They couldn't see theater at home. They couldn't. No. They really had to write long letters with a quill pen. And yeah, didn't even have radio. So I give them so much credit. No, they, they did not. They did not. And they had a they had a burgeoning. They had a, they, they had a, such a healthy, great theater world in New York in those days. And not just the Broadway theaters, but the the vaudeville. Uh, yes. Uh, the, throughout. And all of those shut down. So they had nothing. They had no television or uh, very few computers. Um, uh, and the <laughs> ones that they had were hand crank and they are. Uh, no, actually, I'm just getting word. They had no computers. Back oh, in none at all. Um, Zero. So that's even more shocking. And 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 yet they got through it. You know, they, they did. And they uh, well, they, you know, read. I guess quite a bit. And they, uh, you know, so it's, uh, I've, I've been reading back, uh, you know, to that era and how they, they had people in those days who were as ignorant as today and they didn't want to wear masks and all of that. And actually in those days, uh, in some places in America, they actually jailed people who didn't wear masks and uh, wouldn't be such a bad idea, dear, as we say in Brooklyn uh, here. But getting back to the happy story of, well, the, the, Hamilton wasn't all a happy story, but it also does inspire me to perhaps read Ron Chernow's book that the musical was based on and just yep. you know I, I, may, I know so little about history it's almost like having a mac uh, computer you know so need to know so little to get it up and running and to function and as you go along you oh i guess i could do that that would save five hours but um wait I, you know well in general uh, uh, you get a, a mac sure, uh, our listeners i'm getting yes. some puzzled looks uh from some of our listeners on that last sentence what uh uh um that you just said uh, uh, um, and that, uh, so what you're talking about is Max, you eventually learn how to use Max well, but at first you don't only know how to use them. You turn them on and off. Um, I think I understand, uh, the relationship you're saying that Broadway is like a Mac computer. Oh, no, no. Uh, history in a sense oh, that yeah. I, you, I know enough to get by. Sorry. Yeah. Let's just then let's change that. So history yeah. is like a Mac computer. First, you can just turn it on, but eventually you learn how, you know, all kind of macros and get little shortcuts and, and so on. And then eventually you can watch porn whenever you want to. Is that? Well, I, no, I, well, I wasn't thinking. Uh, no, but my thing was that because I started with a Mac. It was my first computer back in 19, if I can remember correctly, uh, 90 i believe at really? the comedy channel uh with those days before comedy central there was the comedy channel yes. and Han network and i remember being around there when bill maher was uh in the early stages of pitching and putting together politically incorrect and i even sat in a conference room with uh susie essman and executive producer scott carter uh and we uh and bill and we were sort of just in early early days of sort of playing around with the format and so it was an interesting time, but, but they, we had Mac, the, the uh, I guess the Mac Classic was the first computer I ever used. And you can use it without really knowing 90% of what you would need to, but just knowing enough, you could actually use it. So that's the way I liken that to history, where I could get by it 
perhaps some not very highbrow dinner parties and just sort of go, yeah, that Declaration of Independence, 1776, that was great. <laughs> and then, you know, nobody asked me any more questions. But I literally am embarrassed that I didn't really know that when the war was after that. I said, yeah. it was a period where until recently I thought, well, after the Declaration of Independence, that was it. And no. So, so, so uh, watching Hamilton literally yeah. embarrassed you is what you're saying. Uh, well, it inspired me to know more. You just more, said that. Uh, no, no, I've always been embarrassed. Oh. Prior, prior to seeing Hamilton, I've been embarrassed at my lack of knowledge of American mm. history. Seeing Hamilton gave me hope that I could know more. Oh. And it did teach well, me if all, uh, if all history were taught the way Hamilton teaches history by, with a lavish musical, maybe yeah. everybody would be a lot more historically uh, uh, savvy. And maybe that's what we should be spending our money on is lavish musicals to teach all of history, not just this one chapter uh, of, uh, of Hamilton. That's what oh, I'm exactly. suggesting. Is well, this, was, isn't this yeah. where we should put our educational dollars in lavish musicals that, that tell all, including some of the more boring periods of history, um, the Louisiana Purchase. I guess that wasn't too boring, but uh, but certain things that need to be told uh but only do it with lavish musicals i agree well i don't think we should take money from other i think we should take some from the police department uh you know um and put it into musical education arts education and still keep community safe but the the excess money should go to music and to, art. To, to but you agree with me that we've been teaching history wrong with books and uh, it should be you musicals only isn't that what, no what, no what i'm not saying? gonna i don't believe in the the camp of the music only curriculum. I believe in keeping the books, but adding music. And the funny that you say Louisiana Purchase was boring or not boring. Probably it's all boring to certain people. Like even the subject of Hamilton could be portrayed in a so-called boring way, but well, it was brought I to I can life. imagine you struggling through the book. Uh, uh, my, uh, my wife, Cece, yes. years ago, she was way ahead of the Hamilton things. For some reason, she got hold of that book Huh. Ron Chernow's book when yeah. it came out 10 years ago and was way into it. And, um, you know, uh, it's funny because uh, now she's in India. And so figure that one out. And I wonder if she could have watched perhaps Hamilton in India on Disney Plus. And by the way, we get no uh, uh, recompense from Disney Plus for mentioning it. And by the way, it's $6.99 for a whole month, not just for watching Hamilton. So I could watch Pixar movies and Marvel movies, which I never watched to my delight. Uh, and I shared it, by the way, with my sister and brother-in-law. So it really came out to much less. I'm not going to charge them. Uh, but uh, it was a wonderful thing. Now, and also another point might be, wouldn't it be great if all Broadway, if the government could subsidize Broadway so that it could be $6.99 and everybody could see Broadway shows? Because I didn't see Hamilton because it was a lot of money. And I'm grateful that I saw it on yeah. Uh, last night, but well, my other question is, and and I and I don't want to, uh, uh, I, I just want to drill down on on the the idea that all history should be taught with musicals. Should other things like uh, math, should there be math musicals that teach uh, certain types of algebra? Uh, I'm not saying all of it, but you know, just the basic amount of algebra that you need, because I never really learned that. And I'm thinking if I saw a musical that taught me everything, the way Hamilton teaches us history, I almost certainly would have gotten the Nobel Prize in math by now. Well, Tommy, what you've also done 
with both of your comments is written a screenplay uh, and a f- finished film that should you know sweep the Oscars about the cool teacher and a bunch of kids who are disinterested in math and throw in science uh, during a pandemic. And instead of, you know, and they turn to music. It doesn't have to be hip hop. It could be all kinds of music. Well, actually, Hamilton was a mixture of hip hop, show tunes, a lot of kinds of music. But I agree, that's the way to go um, uh, with, is not only, but but to supplement. But, but uh, lavish, I think, is the Lab- key. Lavish is, uh, I think a lot started. of people, I, I just fear they will skimp on the costuming and the, and the sets and, and and the fireworks, that sort of thing. That, that would be my one concern because we're talking about math teachers. They're not used to writing Broadway, lavish Broadway spectaculars. <laughs> that's, no. that's no. That, yeah. and, and so clearly, but that does seem to be the future of education, I think, right? I mean, A I don't part know. of it, certainly. Uh, you, know, you need to find ways to connect with kids. Math teachers, I think, were more known for writing dramas, you know, more of the, more conventional dramas, but they could do musicals and yeah. it doesn't have to be a tons of sets because, you know, Hamilton was produced off Broadway at the public theater first. And it probably, uh, you know, you so you don't need a huge space for it, but no, no you, don't. Think, you and, know, but you do need to have music that you hum after the lesson. Uh, it yes. can't be one of those, you know, something like, you know, it's, it, it, well, they, they tried it, uh, uh, with schoolhouse rock, right? Yeah. Why did they stop there? Why wasn't there, uh, uh, you know, schoolhouse rock for, um, uh, well, for rocks, for, for geology, right? Well, that would have been the perfect, uh, maybe it's being worked on now. We can only hope that the Geology Association, you know, schoolhouse rock, and then they turn it to their kind of rock. And I think that would be all great. Anyway, we can get the kids to learn and get, and it's a movie, you know, the, the yeah. inspiring the kids and there's been many like that, but musicals definitely do it. It did it for me, for Hamilton, and I'll even well, rewatch it to learn I, even I just, more. I'll tell you what, I am, I love the idea of watching a musical uh, without seating, sitting in those horrible theater chairs. You know, I've, I think I may have complained about them in an earlier podcast, and I'm glad to have this opportunity to reiterate it, uh, my, my feelings, and so that people don't think, oh, I'm just a one complaint Johnny. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I don't want to be. Yeah. No, no, be no. That no. guy who complains one time and then never complains about it again. I don't yeah, want to be that Yeah, that's, guy. well, they're held in such low regard, the, <laughs> you know, the one complaint Johnny's and it's, you know, you know, but no, you were consistent. You bring it up in all conversations, <laughs> even none, not related to Broadway. And I think that's a sign of a true complaint artist who yes. doesn't wait for the conversation <laughs> to come around to seating on no. Broadway. You bring it up, whether it's a discussion about, I uh, well, I, I think that's important. The plum time, this is low hanging yeah. fruit because we actually are talking about yes. Broadway and darn those seats are so and I'm not a, I, I wouldn't say I'm a huge no, person, no. I'm, right? You would say I'm a fairly, fairly narrow, normal yeah. size, six yeah. feet, uh, 175 pounds. But these are bit made for medieval people, these <laughs> seats in, uh, in New York's Broadway. Uh, people from 19, well, really from 1918, actually. A lot of these theaters were built around that yeah. time. And, uh, but were those people, which is uh, interesting, Scott. I always picture them being bigger because, first of all, even if they weren't, they had these nine layers of clothing and corsets and vests. And so you would think they needed more space then. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, 
I mean, that we need to check the yes, uh, letters. Absolutely. That's what you go back to archival letters of that day. I saw. I mean, I, I usually, when I go to the. <laughs> yes, I saw a new play, and then you have to read it, and it's a whole thing. Um, yes. Well, when I used to, go, when I go, I, I go to the theater, we talk about, like, yes, they would, go, they would go to a play dressed in their finery, which often, you're right, would have bustles if they're women. And men would have uh, the, the waistcoats and, uh, and, and bulging pants. What I do now when I go to the theater, I, I make sure I wear tights, skin tights, ah. Dan skin. Ah, interesting. I go the complete opposite direction so that I can fit nicely in those <laughs> uh, theaters. Almost seats. like a uh, uh, Mumenschanz outfit. Like a Mumenschanz. Yeah. Essentially, <laughs> I wear a Mumenschanz suit that's yeah. skin tight. Um, a lot of times people think uh, you're coming over from Mumenschanz. It's not, or that I, yeah, I'm part yeah. of the show, and I and, and they and they expect me to wait outside and entertain the people waiting in line, <laughs> and often I've I've gotten that treatment, and I say, excuse me, sir, I have a I have a ticket for this show, and then they treat me with a little more respect when I wave that ticket. Yeah, but then some of them think so. it's a joke. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the ticket. That's where he performs in the in the audience. That's his thing. <laughs> And you can't convince him. No, I'm just like you. Oh, <laughs> I just want to wear the yeah, clothes and so see I a play. Fit comfortably in your tiny seats. <laughs> now that's you a know. Twilight Zone, right? If only that was one wish yeah, that he would have all the seats to himself. <laughs> I just wish. You know? I, yeah, that would be the worst. Where you have this, the, you have the. You know, you have some some somebody's going to grant you your wish. I don't know who, who it is. Somebody has magical powers, and you waste it. And you think, you know, I just wish I could be more comfortable while, when I go on the infrequent times I go to watch Broadway shows. And then and then the the wish granter then gives you some dance skins, just a package of yeah. dance skins. Yeah. And and it's like no, there's no poof. There's no nothing changed you didn't get smaller he just gives you some dan skins and go that that's it and you go wait a minute aren't you a magic person yes <laughs> well you just gave me a package of dan skins well if you wear them you'll be more comfortable while seated in small broadway seating yeah yeah but you didn't do any magic well you didn't say i had to, yeah. you know that i i feared that well you've opened up happen. a great area because a lot of people think anytime you ask for a wish it's you know the traditional thing i will grant you and then you know they have the outfit but a lot of times i'm not saying it's better or worse i don't want to get into that but there've been cutbacks in the in the magic field in the wish providing field and what you see now more often than not is as you described a gentleman who will satisfy your wish by a package of, of dance skins that he procured in the open. I mean, I'm sure there's a discount, you know, for wish people, but that's what they you know. So, and so there, legally, there, you can't touch, I mean, they've satisfied your wish they, and, they, and they've got the receipt to oh, yeah. prove it. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, you have to be careful, you know, when you buy these crystal balls, you know, you think, and you pay like a lot of money for a really working crystal ball. And then, you know, you wind up with a pair of Dan skins. That's obviously the math doesn't, you know. But, Scotty, um, let me just ask yes. you something. I mean, I, I, before I, I because I, I have a feeling that this is one of those topics that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll drill down in and we'll, we'll, we'll reach China. And then that's a whole topic yeah, right there. Yeah. Uh, but um, you... Uh, uh, like I, I notice a lot of people in the neighborhood are getting out. People are caravans of families on bicycles. 
Um, how do you, how, do you enjoy the out of doors? Uh, are you able to experience the out of doors in a say, I know you walked to, to, uh, Coney you, Island. You've, you've actually trekked to, to famous Coney yes. Island, which by the way, has been in the news lately. Just when you were there, they were, you know, it's, it's big news. People, uh, you know, people hanging out on, on, on the beach. Well, and they also uh, had the you know, it's normally July 4th and I was out there on July 4th. They usually have the hot dog eating contest, which this year was held, but it was held virtually at an undisclosed location. And that is sickening is the thought of eating hot dogs in front of a lot of people on a hot day on a boardwalk. Eating it virtually seems to me incredibly uh, horrible. But, you know, I, but I wish them well. And then um, Joey Chestnut. Does it feel as horrible? I would or think worse somehow. Or, or, or that better, I think you need the fans better. cheering you on. I mean, if you're just sitting in some. Oh yeah. <laughs> then it just seems gross. Yeah, you're doing a. You're yeah, that's my feeling as as one who does not eat like binge more eating. Than one. Yeah, I see yeah. What you're saying. But uh, no, I I love um, the outdoors. In fact, uh, my whole. But that's one of the few sports besides NASCAR that started about is hot dog eating. Well, that is true. Dogs. That is true, and. Um, uh, well, it's the only besides NASCAR, it's the only other sport we have in America right now. I mean, I know the other ones are going to start up soon. I did walk past the Brooklyn Cyclone Stadium where you and I have gone to many games. And that was bittersweet. Not even bittersweet. It was just sad. I don't know, bittersweet would be like, well, bitter, just bitter. Just bitter. Yeah. I mean, it's, I <laughs> just made you bitter afterwards just to distract me. <laughs> but, but it just makes you a, a deeply spitting. Deeply, yeah. Bitter deeply. and angry. And, yeah. <laughs> why, yeah. What's the point of that's, building that's, a stadium? That, if you can't, because it's a wonderful, <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful, uh, I love minor league stadiums that are almost like major league stadiums that actually have stands and a yeah. roof. Over, and that's one of them. And it's, I, 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 I well, enjoy it's it very, a, very yeah, much. It's fun. And, uh, but I, but I answer your question. I do go out quite a bit. I'm, I walk to Coney Island and back a lot. I, I, what I'm doing more recently, what I did just the last couple of days. Now, I've been a very, yes. since the eight, third week of April when we had the order to wear masks. And, you know, there was, sadly, in the beginning, this back and forth about wearing masks. And, and you know, we should, we should. Mixed messages. Mixed messages, Scotty. yeah, which was unfortunate. Even the WHO took a, a very long time to get around to it. But anyway, once the order came through, I, I, I now I have many masks and I always wear them. But, you know, I take my walks and uh, I love it and I can breathe beautifully. But I thought, you know what, let me sit on my front porch without a mask. And, really? and I had sat on my front porch in uh, 40 years. Probably. Did you hear yeah, the murmuring, so, Well, because it's my property. It's... No one, unless someone, cat, you know, a skydiver jumps on the porch, <laughs> then I would feel social distance yeah. would be an issue. But it's unlikely. Right. It's your property. So, so um, the, the reason I think people were murmuring when, when you said on the front porch, it was, it was, um, it sort of um, brought people back to their thoughts of another era. Yes. Uh, that, that around the turn of the century, when folks had front porches specifically for the purposes of sitting out on them and waving at the <laughs> folks passing by. Yes. Or chatting uh, with them. And I, my grandmother had a front porch. We loved it. Uh, um, in her house in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, how we enjoyed the the porch swing. Scotty, do you does your porch have a porch? No, swing? no, no. It's a very modest one. I do want to clarify. Just or uh, it's a two family house, and it's it's so so it's one it's an upper level, and it's set way back from the street. So I'm not anywhere near people or anybody. Uh, so it's uh, it's basically a can, small. Porch. Can I just ask a follow up yes. question on that, Scotty? Uh, is this porch surrounded by walls? Uh, 
because it may not actually be a porch. It may be a, another room, what we would call a room, but you might be thinking. I know it, it is out of doors and it. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Stairs. Good, 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 good. Oh, no, scared. no. Scotty, I was so afraid you were describing the basement and that you thought it well, was that, a porch. Well, that's an honest mistake, but no, it is an actual it, porch next to the door. No, it wouldn't. Yeah, it would it be, be a. Yeah, so no, you're outside, but it's set back. That's what confused oh, yeah. me. You started to, to change the rules. It was set back, and I was expecting you to say, and it has four walls and no windows, and, I, and I'd have to say, yeah, I'm not sure that's actually a porch, but what you're saying is that really it is Oh, yeah, outside. the setback may have thrown you, but no, it's not one of these houses, it's, the it's, old ones. It's still throwing me. No. I'm still throwing yes. me. It's not so, like Nantucket where the houses go right to the sidewalk, and if I was on the porch, I could touch people walking by. No, it's way back. And I could look at the street uh, almost like I, I like to refer to as sort of, a, you know, Jane Jacobs, uh, eyes on the street. The great Jane Jacobs, who was the thorn in the side of Robert Moses, who had developed so much of New York City and environs. And she was uh, an advocate for, uh, you know, having de urban density and having people, uh, you know. Neighborhood preservation yes. uh, was one of her. Yes, the death and uh, life of great American of great American cities. And I, which I have not read, but I want to. So she, yeah, she was very yeah. big on yeah urban density, streets, people looking out for each other. Not that that's what I was doing, but it, you know, growing up, we used to sit on the porch. My parents, and even I remember this being July Fourth yesterday, yeah. uh, two uh, two days ago. Uh, we literally uh, every porch had a thing where you stuck a large American flag in, and we all had American flags and. It's sad to me that that's sort of become now if you went by and you saw that, you would think, oh, yeah, there, that's a Trump person somehow. Uh, yeah, they yeah. so we let them co-op the flag, which is for everybody. And we had you know, right. You, you know, you're right. It, now, if you post a flag, you seem to be making a pro Trump uh, statement or pro Republican in general or, you know, and, and, and that it, it, uh, is it sad or is it is it galling? <laughs> which which is it? Oh, bittersweet. Um, I choose yeah. to be galled just because I don't love the feeling of sadness. Yeah. So I tend to avoid that. So, uh, I, I, I prefer galling, but I'm not crazy about galling. Yeah, because does that refer to gallstones? Uh, yes. Well, that's what they thought. I think they yeah. thought that 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 uh, that that emotion came from that part of the body and and that it produced those i'm quite no serious. no because you've got some goal medical... uh, he's got some goal yeah and, yeah uh from the innards yeah so that's unsettling too yes. we need to come up with the term uh, maybe uh, wistful wistful yeah about about the the, the lack of, of of our ability to show to show a flag and and not feel like you're making a, a, a um some a, a, a statement that you don't want to make about uh, um I, I, yeah, I agree. We used to have a flagpole yeah. in our front yeah. yard, and we'd run up a, it, 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 and and oh, the care we we took. My my older brother, he made sure we we took, we folded it correctly. He he wanted to be a marine, so he learned how to uh, all the proper ways of of holding a flag. And his thing was, if a flag ever touches the ground, you have to burn it. Oh wow, I, I didn't. Did you ever hear I have, that? I've heard recently, my sister said, because we found a flag in the garage, that particular flag, actually, which hasn't been in use in decades. And my sister was there. How do you dispose it? And you really just can't, the law, you can't throw it away. There has to, there's a certain way. We haven't really? read into where, how do you dispose it? Oh, because it's all tattered flag now. Disposal. You can't just dump it. And, you know, I understand that. And 
but no, I remember in camp. Well, but but that is interesting there, that, that, that I did not know that, that there is a law against just disposing of the flag. But that was a great, but but in my when I was growing up, that was a very serious tradition. Yeah. And the idea that a flag, that the American flag should never touch the ground was symbolically important enough that you would then have to sim- uh, uh, ritually burn the flag that just happen to touch it. I mean, that gets expensive. Well, not only that, while, especially if you have then kids. you could be accused of being a flag burner, even though yeah. your brother w- yes. wanted to be a Marine, which is the opposite. So uh, right. that's a tricky area. And I could see the cops going, hey, you're burning the flag. Uh, no, sir, only because it touched the ground. Oh, yeah, that's what they all yeah. say. Come with me. <laughs> so that's a whole, it could be a Larry David. I, I hate saying that because everything yeah. isn't a Larry David. It's Scott and Tom. No, no, no. No, Larry David should be saying something like, that could be a Tom and right. Scott podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, yeah. that's no, what that's what we'll know we've you know arrived when that's what we hear. And we will be here. When Larry David said, you know, this, this situation is just like something they talk about on Tom and Scott's podcast. <laughs> then you know justice is, is it justice or is well, and we things are going yes, our and way? We, That's it. Things are going we don't want to we want him to keep his success. And but we, you know, we're no, no, no. We're not suggesting to, that it's a either uh, or, uh, thing. you know, right, right, right. That it's a what, what is it? Um, uh, something, some, yeah, what zero, zero sum. It's not zero. Yeah, sum. It's just, was, yeah, it's, it's not that it's we we strongly push back on that idea that. What's successful for us, it's going to suck away success. No, no, no. We don't. We want success for everyone, but uh, acknowledgement. And uh, because it is true, people always seem to, yeah, there should be other references and and more than us, too. But, but yeah, so I I am back on the porch and I enjoy it. I still haven't said hello to anyone because I don't know anyone anymore, but maybe someday I will go high. But that's how you meet people. Hey, hey, Uh, hello. How's it going? Uh, Another hot one, right? And going, that's an awkward. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you could have yeah. a list of, of, of small talk <laughs> on cards. Sports um, talk. You know, the yeah. small talk small expert talk. will provide them yeah. for you. For a, yeah. Actually, it's, it's rather expensive. Uh, if you can if you can do it on your own, yeah. it's better. But the small talk guys. Oh, no, no. They really rake it in. And it's small talk. You could really get it. Some people, they don't have a lot of time. And, you know, they just yeah. hire the guy. But I'm going to do it on my own. Well, some people are just terrible at small yeah. talk. And they just right away go, do you like me? And, and then you go, no, that's, you know, you need to, well, you have to work up to that. Yeah, you question, assume everyone's you know? good at it because it's small talk. It should yeah, be no, easy, but it's, it's not. They right away say, are you going to hurt me? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Let's just start with, hey, what's the yeah. Yeah, nice, nice weather? Yeah, we that's okay. You go, some people just can't do it. You think it's, it's, it's a no brainer, but no, some people it's difficult. Right. So I'm working on that. And they go right to the most serious questions you could possibly yeah. ask or, or the most serious topics. And you're saying, Scotty, that uh, it's worth it to hire us if you're that type of a person who's. Uh, and by the way, we we we're. It sounds like we're joking uh, because we are at all times. Yeah. But uh, there are people who are really who are very smart who are absolutely terrible at small talk, and they just get very impatient yeah. with it, and they don't know what it's what's the point, and they're bad at. They it. even identify themselves. I'm not very good at small talk. They actually announce it. So, yeah. so yeah, you need if, people to help them. But we, I'm not looking for that. We don't need that, and I, you don't no. need that. You, you're not one of those no. people. Uh, 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 but, but you know, you can be a little rusty at, at you know, it's, it's, it's when you're when you haven't sat on a porch in a long time, and so and your folks are strolling by, 
You want to be able to say, hey, you know, you don't want to scare No, them. no. And then part right. of me, Tommy, to be honest, doesn't want to do small talk. I want to elevate the form and say something, you know, to the point, uh, uh, Kurt, not Kurt, but uh, succinct, uh, but that's not in the, you know, uh, small talk yeah. world. That's, I mean, that's maybe I'm asking wow, you too much right away because I'm still new at the porch, you know. So, right. but I want to ease into something that's not, you know, something that's more thoughtful, like, uh, well, Today is hotter, although that could be a warming trend due to global warming that might should make us uneasy instead of happy. So that's a way to, you know, it's going. <laughs> hey, yeah, another it, one. It's 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 kind of more provocative. Yeah. It's not a it's not happy talk. It's more like, yeah. you know, because I was going to say like it, 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 it's it's not really small talk. It's medium. Medium, talk. yeah. Medium to large talk because you're talking about global warming and that's a pretty big topic yeah. and it's an emotional topic i don't want to upset and people, it's a personal though. topic with yeah a and i don't want to upset so i'll do it in a small talky yeah. way and slip it and go like say well and nothing better than a warm day uh you know in late september 90 degrees although of course it's a little unsettling because it really shouldn't be this warm press we should be more concerned about global warming <laughs> so in that tone and yeah they'll take it that, so that you, way yeah What's it's not just wasted small talk. It's not just idle chit chat. There's a little bit of a of a message there that we could all benefit from. Uh, uh, so it, it's actually more. Uh, uh, well, I say a little bit. There's a big message there, Scotty, that we all need to hear. So maybe uh, maybe um, you should get out there on that porch and start quote unquote small talking <laughs> as soon as possible. Well because it sounds like your message needs to be heard and needs to be well, heard. Well, Tommy, thank you. You've inspired me. And I could see as an article in the times that I think we already wrote. I mean, I mean, we came up with it. The writing is always the easiest part, as we say, uh, when Much the new, the, the new front porch, that'll be the times. Usually they pick up things we say on the show three weeks later. But fashion they do. They actually do. So three weeks from now, yeah. there'll be something, the new front porch and, uh, or mm. about when small talk takes on big topics and, That'll be the yeah. that'll be an article. <laughs> Those yeah. are two, two, two articles, two separate, two separate weeks, completely di separate yeah. articles. Yeah, separate weeks too. Uh, but it'll it'll be there within right. about three weeks. So we'll we'll, we'll check that out. Yeah. But Tommy, we always try to set the trends, and you've came up with some brilliant well, we, ideas today. And even when we don't try, we well, that's the, the thing. We never try. Just, we just do because we we care. Yeah. And uh, well, Tommy, uh, uh, we can't help it. Well, that's what we try to it, do. And, yeah. And, no, listen, Scotty, um, I, I can't think of a better note uh, to leave on than that note of, 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 of positivism, joy, and working things through and solving problems on America's front porch. Yes, and, and hopefully uh, having musicals I, like Hamilton to help us guide us through many topics and areas oh, of learning. Oh, yeah, and to teach us history, not just about Hamilton, but about every other- Everything, set to music. Only with broad, lavish Broadway musicals. That's got to happen. That definitely. And that came out of this podcast. It's, this is the first time that's ever been been put forth. So this is kind of a historic podcast. It's already, at, we already went to 35 minutes. We'll, we'll let our affiliates know we went a little over, but we'll be back over. tomorrow due to uh, uh, for so much more. I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always Tom Saunders. And you know what? We're getting through this. <laughs>